Hello everyone, my name is Nathan. I'm Catherine, and this is CSA Talks. Hey guys, welcome to the last episode of the 2020 to 2021 school year. We wanted to create a special final episode for you all and give a quick recap of our year, some of the highlights, and what you can expect from next year on CSA. Today, we're joined by four very special guests. We have Mary, Sharon, David, and Jess, who are all members of the cabinet team. The cabinet team comprises of the presidents and VPs of CSA, and their primary responsibility is to oversee all the activities that we do throughout the year. All right, so why don't you guys start off by introducing yourselves to the audience? Hi, everyone. My name is Mary. I'm currently in fourth year studying business at Western, and I'm one of the co-presidents of CSA this year. Hi, everyone. My name is Sharon. I'm in fourth year studying health sciences, and I am this year's VP Media, so I oversee the graphics and video department. Hi, everyone. My name is David. I'm in fourth year as well and also studying business, and I'm this year's VP Finance. I kind of just look over the club's uh, sponsorships and financial needs. Hi everyone, my name is Jessica. I'm this year's VP Communications. Um, I'm in third year and I'm studying political science and French, so I overlook the marketing department for CSA. Hi everyone, I'm Nathan. I'm a third year and I'm studying music and business. I'm currently the VP Events. Awesome. So the CAB team is definitely a very tight-knit group, but they are also very good at making the CSA family feel a part of their little cab family as well. So today, I really just wanted to get to know some of your guys' highlights of CSA, what CSA means to you. And there's also going to be a quick five to 10 minute rapid Q&A session at the end. Um, so that's just a quick overview. But yeah, let's just get started into sort of the first big idea, which is what does CSA really mean to you? Yeah, so I think to start off, I'd like to maybe give a little bit of history of CSA as a club um, from stemming from way before any of us have ever joined and uh, ever been born, actually. And it started off being more of a actual like social club specifically targeted towards Asian people and Chinese people so that there was a better close-knit community. But since then, it's evolved into just being a social club, and we now have our flagship event called Western Voice that we host every year. And definitely, we are not exclusively for Chinese people at Western, but just anyone who wants to meet, meet new friends and have a sense of family coming into like a bigger school community, such as university. So now that I've given kind of the history of CSA, I think in terms of what it means specifically to me is... I remember coming into university and living on my own, living with my roommates away from my parents. I thought, wow, like there's so many people here. There's so many different clubs to join. There's so many things to do. Something that I thought was really cool about CSA is that everyone was in the same place as I was either one or two or three years ago. And that was something that really helped me because they would give me advice and coach me along the way to help me better be established into university life. So that was something that was really, really crucial to me and that I really valued starting from first year. Uh, so what does CSA mean to me? Um, honestly, like I couldn't imagine undergrad without CSA. I didn't join in first year, which is a huge regret for me because I wish CSA was a part of all four years of university. 
Um, but the reason why I joined in second year was because coming to Western is primarily white <laughs> um, in a sense where, you know, I grew up in Scarborough. So coming here was kind of a big culture shock in terms of like, um, recognizing that, oh shit, I'm Chinese. Oh, I'm not, I'm not supposed to swear, <laughs> sorry. But um, yeah, so in second year, I remember uh, at clubs week, just going through the booths and I don't know, just weird feeling. I was like, I need to join. <laughs> like something in me was like, I need to join. And then I went home and I told my roommate at that time and she's Korean. And I was like, you should join CSA with me. And she was like, okay, bet. And so we both interviewed and it was a good interview. And obviously we made it onto the team. And I remember the first meeting with everyone, something just clicked where like, it was just such a good meeting that I went home and I remember telling Jen, I was like, I think we found our group. Like we found our people. And so like, that's honestly like what I can say about CSA is that it's really just a huge family. I think you brought up a really good point, which was like something just clicked, right? I think I had the same feeling when I was interviewing and going through that process too. Even though it's virtual, you guys did a great job in terms of making all of us feel welcomed and felt a part of the family. I know it's very sort of cheesy, but no, it really does come through that you guys really care about it. But yeah, really excited to hear more of your guys' stories. Yeah, I can go next here. So I think when, similar to Sharon, when I came to Western, it was a really big culture shock for me as well. Um, I came from like a pretty like reclusive high school. I wasn't really used to a lot of the things that everyone uh, was excited about when they were going to Western. So I think I, f- I found it pretty difficult um, fitting in initially. And like Sharon, I only joined in my second year. And I, I really did that because I felt like I needed to find more friends that were interested in the same things um, I was interested in. Um, it's kind of, kind of a loner in first year if you think about it. Um, so yeah, again, like similar to Sharon, when I joined, like something just clicked for me that like, this was a a place I really, like I could be my authentic self in and I was felt truly comfortable and I felt like happy. Um, so I think that for me, CSA is about that experience of being authentic and being like being genuine and just providing a place for people who come to Western, but don't necessarily fit in on their first day and like give them a place where they can be themselves, even though if, if they can't do that in other places. That was really hard to follow, David. That's, I love that for you, I, I really do. Um, I was really lucky to find CSA in my first year and similar to Sharon, I was pulled at Clubs Week by our former president and that year she was our VP, Katie. Um, she just started talking to me and she was like, hey, you should come and try it out. And I was like, okay, I guess. But I was really nervous and even after, I joined, I was really nervous for probably the first two months, but slowly CSA kind of became my safe space. It's like just a bunch of people who you can turn to for anything, whether it's like class notes or you just wanna, I don't know, get get bubble tea with or go to the library with, whatever. There's always someone there for whatever you need and whenever you need, which is probably why CSA has really become my safe space on campus and at Western, but yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm Filipino. So joining the Chinese Student Association was a little bit out of left field for me, but I actually was recruited by our current, uh, one of our current presidents, um, Estelle. I was recruited by one of our current presidents, uh, Estelle, 
And she told me to interview for CSA just because, and I guess to bring up their numbers. <laughs> and so I remember going into the interview and they told me to, you know, say a joke to one of the, one of the people on cab that year. So I was just an executive. And so they told me to tell this joke and I went up and I told this really weird joke, this stupid joke, this stupid pickup line. And I was like, are you a beaver? Because damn, so, so ugly. And I said that to, to Katie, who was um, uh, one of the, who be, later, later became a co-president. And it turns out I actually knew her from Markham. Um, we danced together at a dance studio called Vibe. She was like, Nathan, do you remember me? And Lord Jesus Christ, I did not remember her. Um, but the interview went well. <laughs> and so here I am. And CSA was really... I'm not gonna lie, for, in first year, it was an afterthought for me. I, it was a club I wanted to join because you know some people were really cool and I didn't invest too much into it. But you know, I, I hear this being echoed by all the presidents who, who've led this uh, beautiful club, but they always say what you put into it is what you get out of it. And so in first year, I put a lot into it, but I didn't feel like I got much out of it. Uh, and second year was really when I found my why for, you know, why did I join CSA? What does CSA mean to me? And it's really just the people. You know, CAB this year is just, you know, one, so some of my closest friends, uh, these guys are just the most caring, loving individuals. And, you know, you wouldn't trade them for the world, right? You know, you find your people, like everyone else has said before, but you find your people and you stick with them. And then, you know, they become your support. They become your fillers for, you know, whatever hardships you may be going through. Wow. I, I think it's very cool how you guys all refer back to the idea of finding a community in maybe a community that you're not familiar in. So having that family and being able to connect with other people. So I wanted to ask a little bit more, if you could describe this image of the CSA family a little bit better and sort of give a scenario of maybe one time you really felt it, what was the experience like and when was it? I can give one. So last year a lot of things happened to my car and one of them being my driver's window was broken into so it was completely smashed and so I had to take my car to get fixed I remember that morning was just terrible like you know you wake up and your car is just like broken into and I remember sending a chat like a message into the CSA chat because I was supposed to booth that day and I was like guys I'm so sorry I'm gonna be late and they're like oh my god like don't worry about it don't come in like just figure it out and like that weekend was also um interviews weekend and so Dom actually came for both mornings to pick me up because he knew I didn't have a ride because my car was getting fixed and so and then Estelle which is our president this year she let me stay over at her house um because I need to go pick up my car the next morning and so it was just I feel like that's literally like what family is you know when you have an issue they're the people you go to and they're the people that have your back and I feel like if it wasn't for CSA and just like the support that I had, it would have been such like a traumatic experience for me, like being alone away from my family. Like, I don't even know cars. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember calling my parents, like just crying. And then obviously like, and that day after I dropped off my car, I actually went back to Booth because I was like, I need some like CSA company to like <laughs> cheer me up for the day. Sorry, we're... I just want to clarify, but Sharon, like you said, a lot happened with your car. Weren't you on Western Savages? 
I was. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I almost got into an accident, and then the guy followed me into like the Red Bricks parking lot, and then he got out of his car and was just like screaming at me, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> and I just like stood there, and then somebody took a video from like the Red Bricks window, and then they posted it on Western Savages. I remember seeing a couple of days later, and I was like, I'm getting PTSD. I do not want to see this. But thank God it was a story, so it expired in like 24 hours, but it was bad. <laughs> it was really scary. I was just going to go hunt for it, but I guess I can't find it anymore. <laughs> oh, no, thank God. I mean, if it was a post, I would have reported it. I was just like, every day, go back to reporting it. Okay, I'll go next. Okay, so I think for me, the feeling of community really is really like represented by the ability to kind of start conversations with like anyone on the team no matter if they're like the person you work with like every single day or like these like person on another department like you haven't really like talked with um and just like the fact that like like they're just willing to tell you anything and it's and I think a really, a really like memorable moment for that was when I first joined CSA and I think it was one of my first times boothing so I was like just trying to make friends there and we were sitting at the basement of UCC and and there was like four four execs there and like we were all there was only supposed to be two but you know like when booth people just come to hang out and I think one of them I'll keep her I'll keep her anonymous for now but she's just like telling us about like her recent breakup and like like how there's like other people she's seeing and like all these like really like like really hot tea you know like stuff that like you I thought like you'd only tell like your closer friends and there's like just me who like she barely knows at the time and like telling us everything and I'm like oh my gosh and like I think like that's when our friendship started like we like we actually like got along from that and like started talking much more um so I think just like things like that really just show how like it's a community because everyone's willing to share and like there really is no like like barrier in between people no matter like what department you're on at I, I really, really enjoy that. Not just for the tea, but like, just like, there's always people to reach out to, so like you can depend on um, no matter where you are. Once again, David is always so hard to follow, but I think my moment wasn't just one moment. It was probably several moments throughout my second year. I had a really bad housing situation where I never, ever wanted to go back um, just because like, I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel like comfortable. And last like last year my second year I absolutely found like comfort in the team it could have been someone that I only spoke to once or twice and they were like hey like are you heading home okay do you need a ride um did you eat today do you want to come over and eat before you go back or if I straight up something was going on they would allow me to stay over at their house for a little bit and that I think was the moment where I really realized that I could really turn to anybody on the team, even if I hadn't spoke to them, but they're always going to be there for me. And they're always going to make sure that I'm okay. And that I'm absolutely safe and comfortable. Um, yeah, that's what I realized. You guys all have such heartfelt stories. It's so difficult to follow that as Jess previously mentioned, but first meeting that I had, I was in first year and I had just come I, I was late to the meeting because I had something else to do and I didn't know what to expect of CSA because I had just I had just done the interview the night before and then I got a call and they that my directors told me that I was an exec 
and I didn't know what to expect of a club because this was the first club that I've joined on, on in, in university. I thought, oh, maybe this is like a high school club, you know, high school DECA or uh, yearbook committee or something like that. And I didn't know what to think, but even though I was late, I showed up to the meeting and everyone was so welcoming to me and so willing to accept me, even though I was late. And then all of the directors and cab, uh, they were playing the name game. They were saying, oh, uh, you know, like come here, like let me sw switch jackets with you. So, so people don't notice that you came in late and then don't remember your name. You know, we have to, we have to get cab, we have to get them uh, to, to mess up your name. And I thought, wow, like even though I'm late, you know, everyone is so accommodating and welcoming to me. And, you know, it's like, we're all in this together type of thing. So at that moment, I knew that this club was something different that I have never experienced before. And something that left a really great impression on me because it was something that, it was the first time in university that I had felt, wow, like this club is so tight knit and these are great people to, to want to be around. I think it's really interesting how you guys have been able to maintain a lot of your events virtually as well, um, especially with Western Voice this year. You know, I heard a lot about it maybe not happening, um, but you know, it was a great success and I think everyone enjoyed it for sure. So I'm just wondering, on a more positive note, was there anything that you guys weren't expecting or were expecting to turn out poorly because of COVID, but ended up becoming a new tradition? Um, personally, I was really nervous for our internal meetings as well as our EGMs. I was really worried that we wouldn't be able to foster any connection through like Zoom. Um, but I've been really, really pleasantly surprised this year. I didn't expect us um, I was hoping, but I didn't really expect us to get as close as we are now. I didn't expect us to be able to laugh together and have like like jokes together. I genuinely expected it to just absolutely be passive and neutral. <laughs> Maybe that's just the pessimistic side of me, but it's turned out way, way better than I could have ever expected. Um, and I think the positive, another positive about Zoom is that we've been able to reach a bunch of people that maybe traditionally wouldn't have been able to, um, for example, for our alumni panel, which is traditionally in person, it usually like happens in London. So we have to invite people to come. But this time we were able to get people um, that maybe weren't in Canada at the time, um, but they could just hop on their computer and then we could see them on our screen. And I think that was definitely something I never even thought about, but I'm really glad um, could happen this year. Um, just hopping off of that, um, about like new, I guess, additions, I think creatively CSA this year has also branched out a lot and I think because we're on kind of a virtual platform and maybe we can't run certain events that we normally run um everyone's been really like brainstorming ideas of what we can do to kind of keep up that engagement so for example this podcast you know we never had a podcast before um but this was really just created on spot and then everyone just band together and we're like let's make it happen um video did a whole cooking series um, so I think creatively we've like branched out a lot and that's, I'd say thanks to COVID, but I don't want to thank COVID for anything, <laughs> but I think it has to do with the fact that we're, it's really just what you make of it. And we're not kind of sticking to what we traditionally would do. We're kind of branching out and seeing oh, what, well, we can do this now instead. And I think that's great. <laughs> I guess just even something like 
the Western voice guest judge. Like Dietrich, I don't think that would have happened if it was in person this year. But now let's get into a quick round of speedy answers. I don't know how to word this. What did I say? <laughs> Rapid fire questions, speedy answers. What do you mean, speedy answers? So now we're going to go into the Q&A section of our podcast. If you could describe CSA in one word, what would it be? Family. 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 Telepathy. I'm trying to think of something that makes me stand out and makes me <laughs> special, but unfortunately, uh, I, would, I would have to say family is actually the right word to describe CSA. So. Uh, I, I got another word. I got Mondays. Mondays. Mm. Mondays. Mm. Okay. Mondays. Gotcha. Okay. And what's something that you didn't expect from CSA, but are pleasantly surprised about? We make my Mondays better. I always thought Mondays would suck, but we have CSA meetings every Monday. So something to look forward to at the start of the week. Oh, one thing I didn't expect? You're looking right at him. Me. <laughs> Get it? Because you wouldn't expect me to, to, and you pleasantly surprised with, with me, I'd hope. I hope it's pleasant. Can you cut this? I, I think we should <laughs> stick to the beaver jokes, Nathan. Yeah, I think I, can you cut this, please? Did someone else just shut me up? <laughs> One thing that I'm pleasantly surprised by from CSA is uh, I initially thought it was like just a social club where people go to like meet each other, but CSA is surprisingly very, very good at putting on high production events such as Western Voice with like excellent like professional great graphics video production everything I'm just like wow these are like part-time like working for free kids and like this is the stuff that they can like put out like that's insane I think what David said was really true though just like the quality and kind of the effort that people put into the club given that it's just a club, right? At the end of the day, like CSA is just a club and it's not like a resume booster. It's not a networking necessary um, club, but it's the amount of time that people put because they want to and because they want to see the club do well is really surprising. And I feel like you don't think that could be true until you're in the position where you're on CSA and you're like, I wanna give like 110% to this club because I care about every single person here. I would say something that I was pleasantly surprised about on a little bit of a like personal level is that I'm actually very surprised that I was on CSA for four years. Now, I didn't go into CSA in first year thinking that, you know, oh, I'm going to be the president one day, oh, I'm going to be VP in third year, et cetera. Like, I never had any of those thoughts and I never had any of those. I, I didn't want to have those imaginations of myself, but every single year, every step of the way, we realized that, you know, moving on to the next thing on CSA for another year is actually kind of the natural progression and something that you just really want to do and something that you really want to come back to. So that was something that really motivated me to come back and stay on CSA for all four years of, of university. I think CSA has a knack for bringing together like-minded individuals, people who are very loving, people who are very thoughtful, thoughtful, people who are very caring. And, you know, that's just the norm here at CSA. And you're, you're bound to find your people here if, if you decide to join. If you're just a general member and you're listening, you're bound to find your people here. Everyone here is just super welcoming. And, you know, everyone here can attest to it, but you will find your people. 
guess speaking to that last point about wanting to get involved, other than becoming an exec, what are some of the ways that people can be a part of the family more and just be more involved with some of the activities that we have? My suggestion is a little bit of a more um, superficial one, but coming from someone who is on corporate relations and VP finance before, uh, we do have really exciting giveaways and prizes that we give out uh, on our social media in preparation for either events or uh, just to get our engagement up. So if you, you know, for whatever reason, don't, don't want to come out to our events, but you should, or you just busy, you know, entering our giveaways and following us on our social media is a great way to stay involved and get some prizes. Yeah, another way to get involved would be through our events. Western Voice is our flagship event, uh, as we've stated before. Basically, if you don't know Western Voices, it's just a gigantic singing competition. It's the largest singing competition that we have on campus. And, you know, you could get involved by, you know, auditioning. If you're a singer, if you're a dancer, and you singers need backup dancers, then maybe, maybe you fit that role as well. Another way that you can you know, join in on CSA, even if you're not an executive, you could join our Facebook page, uh, CSA WAP, that stands for Western Asian people, not to be confused with the, yeah. Um, another way is just, if you become a general member, we have a ton of sponsors. David, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, a uh, quick plug from the VP Finance. Um, the sponsorship, like the corporate relations team, uh, works really hard to get a lot of cool and interesting discounts um, all across London in terms of like um, restaurants. Um, I know places like Best Buy as well. So uh, just go out, like use our discounts. Like we work really hard to give you guys um, different perks for being on CSA and you could save some serious dough from using these discounts. So considering you get like 10% off the here, 10% off there, like, and the membership is like, what, like five, 10 bucks. Um, spending like you'll you'll earn that back real quick. So like if you're all about like maximizing like the like efficiency and stuff like that's using our sponsorships uh, is the way to go. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Taking advantage of the CSA discounts is one of the best ways you can stay involved as a general member of CSA. But yes, that concludes all of my questions that I had prepared for you guys. Cap. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was awesome to get to hear your stories and your backstories. And we're really going to miss you a lot next year. just want to say thank you again to all of our loyal listeners for tuning in to listen to this very special cabinet episode of CSA Talks. Feel free to join our CSA WAP Facebook group. You know, follow our socials at CSA Western. Yeah, CSA Western. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. And until then, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.